Hello, everyone, and welcome back to FTK episode 64. This episode is brought to you by the Sydney Marathon. Australia, let's make history together. We need everyone to get behind the Sydney Marathon in their bid to become one of the world majors. Joining the likes of New York, London, Boston, Chicago, Berlin, and Tokyo marathons. This is a once in a life opportunity, so if you're a runner and looking to set yourself a goal, make sure you sign up for this year's all new Sydney Marathon on September 17th. Experience the Southern Hemisphere's only platinum label marathon and achieve a new PB with the massive course update and redesign. There'll be plenty of exciting new on-course entertainment, which will be sure to motivate you on race day. I'm your host, Joel, and I'm here with... Brett. How are you going, Joel? Yeah, I'm going pretty good, Brett. How are you? Not too bad. Um, yeah, a fairly few runs for me this week, so which feels good. A few runs for you as well. A couple of very short ones. Oh, yeah. Me too. We're back running. Got some good news for me, but uh, I'll... Do yeah. that in my training well, week. If you're a Patreon member, you already know about it. So. Yeah, so it's old news. Mm. Hey, 15,000 entries for Sydney. I know. Over 15,000. Uh, 15, yeah, that was, I think, last week. They hit 15,000. So um, they seem to be just rolling in because I swear it went like 13,000, 14,000, 15,000 in like within 10 days or something. Yeah. So well, it's clear because people listen um, to our readout and go to yeah, Twitter. Yeah. Um, so I assume there is 16,000 after this comes out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's funny though, marathon people, like they always. They tra- start training for it, but they keep it like just in case they get injured. I'm not going to answer to the last last few uh, <laughs> weeks. Like I know, and then once you get to like the last six weeks, like oh, I'm pretty much there. I'll I'll enter. And so, uh, reminder to the listeners: for them to achieve that uh, world major status, they need 15,000 finishes. So you know, if they if they get 100 percent finish rate, they've already done it. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah. no one pulls so out. Do not pull out. Yeah, <laughs> there should be. Imagine people just like out on the sidelines at 35k, where my, my, you know the most people really find it tough, and there's just like line. No, Wayne Lard, going, Don't you Wayne Larden's gonna be down there pushing everyone to the finish. <laughs> 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 do not pull out. <sighs> Plenty of stuff dropping on Patreon as always. Uh, some cool episodes, but I would say the highlight of the Patreon uh, this week was. Brett's chicken cashew recipe. I was laughing so much because like uh, I posted that and then I noticed two people had like literally just signed up like within the hour before and the first thing they get a notification for is a, is a cooking recipe. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> fuck's sake. They're like, checking through the emails like, did I, I think I've registered the wrong FTK. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. FTK cooks friend of the show. It's like, yeah. fuck. I actually went to the um, establishment and, and ate in. Um, I, I was getting at Uber Eats all the time, but uh, <laughs> sorry, just saying. <laughs> I went to the establishment. <laughs> not that's not how you speak ever. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm talking about a, a restaurant. That's what I call them. But uh, <laughs> it was. I think it's better takeaway. It goes better when I cook it than takeaway and then eating in. Interesting. Sometimes that can happen. Yeah. I got Thai takeaway on Friday night. Jinder Thai, have you been there? No. Just off Victoria Street. Really nice. And like we had like one of the curry dishes. And it was like insane. Um, but I we also got like a noodle dish. And I tell you, any noodles that come takeaway are pretty shit because they keep yeah. cooking in the packet. Yeah. And it's in the, sorry, in the tub. Oh, they're all like sweaty. And they're all yeah. sweaty. And it was just like it tasted like mush. And I was like, this is shit. Mm. So, yeah, I wouldn't recommend that. But um, anyway, that brings us to the ep- end of episode 64. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sign up to Patreon for more cooking recipes coming. <laughs> um, we also had uh, another Q&A session uh, around uh, – was talking about exercise intensity. Um, and that was Elise spoke with exercise physiologist Dr. Nick Jamnik, which – yes, and. 
I know. Yes. Did you listen to that part? Uh, no, I was uh, reading through the description. Show that's how I remembered it, yeah. Yeah, so I knew Nick. Nick and I met each other first years ago um, at Doncaster because he was running for, for Doncaster. And then with this uh, film that is coming out. So yeah, so that was I was like writing this down and I'm like, ah, I can talk about the film that's never coming out, but apparently we have an update. We have, we have <laughs> another update. Um, a second yeah, piece of press came out. So the, the trailer release, the, the, sorry, the teaser trailer came out like two months ago and then again went quiet. And then just today I got an email with some more, um, some more uh, promo material that's come out. So it's sort of like another addition to the trailer, but it has the director talking and stuff. It's kind of interesting. And you can see me just in the very background and I'm like, there I am, there I am. I told you there I am. And like, I'll be honest, if that's all I am, it'll be disappointing. <laughs> yes. Because I've talked it up to be a lot more than that. But um, no, Nick Nick talked us up in the in the podcast quite quite a lot. Because, sorry, in, when, he, when he spoke to Elise because Elise said, oh, do you like, like FDK? And he goes, I'll be honest, I find it just so hilarious just listening to Brett and Joel just take the complete piss out of each other each week. Just like talking absolute <laughs> shit. So thank you very much, Nick, for that. We I love how we like go through our training. Like people, uh, like we think people might be interested no. in our training. They don't give a fuck. No one it. gives a fuck, you know. But uh, also, Ask Us Anything, episode four. Yeah, that was mon- our biggest monster one yet. episode. Yeah. People, people had a lot to ask. They did. I think it's just getting bigger. Imagine Ask Us Anything episode like 56. I know. And we've got to answer like 7,000 questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it goes for 24 it hours. Goes, it, it goes for an entire month recording <laughs> and then we have to record it again. <laughs> um, also, some exciting news. There would be you know, little sprinkles of, uh, of this coming up on people's, um, on people's social media for those uh, people that follow Chelsea. She put up on her story. Did you see yeah. that? Yeah, this is that. Yeah. Um, so there's, yeah, the hoodies, people, uh, some of our very close, you know, friends, our, our girlfriends and ourselves are, have been wearing them. Um, we had a big photo shoot done at the end of last week. Um, so they are going to drop onto Patreon this week. Um, to be honest, when this has gone out, it's probably already dropped. Um, but as we mentioned, 72 hours early access for all our friend, FTK friends of the show. Both our inboxes have been getting flooded from um, people that aren't Patreons saying, how do I get the merch and, you know, this and that. And it's like, look, we, while we, we, we hope, um, you know, everyone everyone has the opportunity to be able to buy the merch, there's a good chance that it's all going to sell out on or at least a, last, a vast majority of it will sell out to um, our FTK friends of the show. I was crunching a few numbers um, over breakfast this morning uh, and I realised, you know, we're going to be the retail Price of the hoodies is going to be eighty dollars, um, and the retail price for the t-shirts will be forty dollars. A uh, little slight increase on what they were um, last year, but the quality is just far way far way greater. Way like way these way. hoodies, every single person that's put on these hoodies has said, "Holy shit!" Like mm. they're fleece lined, they're super warm. Um, so we think eighty bucks is a, is a bloody good deal for that. However, patrons get twenty percent off all merch. So. You crunch the numbers if you want a hoodie and a t-shirt. That's twenty-four bucks you're saving right there, and a month's Patreon is seventeen bucks. So, hey, even if if you want a t-shirt and a hoodie, and you want to definitely be guaranteed that you can get one, I'd be signing up to Patreon, quick smart. And then you get to try Patreon for a month. Yeah, see what it's about. See what it's about. And you, yeah, you're pretty much getting a free month of Patreon. Yeah, by doing it. 
I think we sort of fuck. I think we might have fucked this up. I know. <laughs> we've shot ourselves. A Maybe we shouldn't tell people about this. <laughs> Cut this whole segment. <laughs> uh, but no, it's super exciting. Uh, I think, yeah, the, the, the merch, without a doubt, like the, the hot sauce, that was like a cool, fun thing. And people are like, oh, this is really great. But like this merch, I'm just getting constant messages, even like from friends that don't listen to the show that have like seen the photo of and they go, fuck, that looks sick. Yeah. So we did a, uh, we've done a good job there. Um, you watching Matilda's? Absolutely. Well, I, I would lo- love to just speak about Matilda today. That was fucking insane. I know. I was actually, when it was going down to penalties, I was like, I don't know if I can handle this. It was genuinely like, it was bullshit, like too stressful. Yeah. I was on the edge of my seat. Um, I just ended up watching it at Chelsea's house and it was just yeah, just Chelsea and I and I was just like screaming. And then what? Did, how many penalties did it go down to? I think it was 10 or 11. Oh, they talk, so yeah. fucked. Yeah, it was uh, it was very intense. I I was went to the footy and I watched it at the MCG um, in like one of the bars, and it was just like I I wish I could see how many people were out watching the footy game. Yeah, and no I reckon even people that were out there were probably watching it on their phone. Like they didn't really seem to care about. Everyone was just there for the soccer. No one gave so a good. shit about the about the. AFL and then like the soccer finished, and then went out watch AFL. I was like, oh, it's a bit of a so love, boring. Right? Yeah, yeah. It was just like a shit game after that. Yeah. 100%. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's insane. Um, I really like the story that you said. I don't know if you said it on the podcast. I think you said it to me just quietly, but um, Saskia's sister. Yeah. Said how- yeah, so she, uh, she's been playing footy at, at for her school and then was like, oh, I think I'm going to do soccer next year. Mm. So, And that's the sort of impact, you know, where I heard one of the commentators say that and it's like, you know, I'm watching it. I'm a 29-year-old male and, and I'm you're like, thinking of soccer like, next I'm year. Like, I'm like, I want to play in the women's soccer. You know? yeah. It's like, shit, this is like, I just, I find it really inspiring. And to be honest, I've got to, I've got to be honest, I've never like, I haven't felt that. Like, look, the guy, you know, the male, so- the Socceroos and stuff when they got to the World Cup, but geez, the, our women are playing playing better. Yeah, and, I know. You know, men have never got into a semifinal. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's just so cool seeing so many people they're interested all, in it. Yeah. Breaking all the TV records. Yeah, yeah. So, and um, it's funny, like each game, it's just more and more people like yeah. jumping on the bandwagon, which is, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's hopefully every. Oh, the last thing on it was the uh, footage of people in the state in the MCG, or the, I think there was another game up in Queensland. Where did Brisbane play? Uh, yeah, I think they played in at yeah, the Gabba. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was at the Gabba. There was someone uh, on my Instagram story was filming. Like from the top row down, like the, uh, at the game, and like as the game's going, there's just like a sea of people on their mobiles, yeah, all watching it. Yeah. So it's and the like, footage of on the plane as well, on the plane, uh, everyone watching it. One person watching Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I I saw that and I thought that might have been a fake edit because have you seen that? Yeah, but do you see the girl, the hostess jump? Okay, so that's when that's they fun. cheered. She like scared the shit out of her. Do you know why I said it was fake edit? Have you seen the one where the the whole um the whole uh, movie sorry the whole plane synced up Lord of the Rings? Oh so really? Yeah, and there's Gandalf's face on all the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless that's the photo I don't know. Um, onto obviously after the Matildas hype, onto something a little bit more boring. The yeah. uh, world champs are starting this weekend. Yes, <laughs> yes, it uh, is a bit boring, but. <laughs> I guess some of my friends are in it, so I'll support uh, it. But, I um, <laughs> as long as there's no Matilda's games on, of course, exactly, <laughs> on that exactly time. Right. But, um, no. Yeah, so later in the episode, we, we're interviewing Adam Spencer, who's yeah. running his first ever World Championships in the 1500 after a big breakthrough year. Super young um, talent. Yeah, so, but yeah, I don't know, World Champs is going to be good. It's, um, it's always fun. It always is. Yeah. yeah. We apologized. We, uh, you know, last year we we spent so much time and energy doing that big world champ special thing, but 
we just there's too much stuff working behind the scenes at Grand House. So yeah, we're focusing on focus on, on what things. we're doing and yeah, doing it well. And doing it well, it's too thin. But yeah, it's um, oh, it would be good. Well, chance we'll keep, keep you updated. Hopefully, get a few interviews while, while the games are on as well. Exactly right. Not the, uh, yeah, yeah. Or championships, the games. <laughs> the games yeah, <laughs> like interviewing just with the Matildas. Together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, some race results: Sunshine Coast Half Marathon, uh, taken out by Liam Adams and Jen Gregson. Yeah, Jen just. Like she's going right on these roads, isn't she? I didn't see the finish. When did she get? Oh, it was pretty close. Like I, I saw a um, I saw oh. footage of Ali trying to get her off her heels. Yeah, but and that that's looked, the only way Ali can win. Yeah, the but I saw footage and it looked like it was in the last I don't know K or so that she was. Yeah, Ellie was still kind of leading. So yeah. I think it was a, a very. You don't want Jen Gregson on your heels at four hundred to go. Nah, nah. Um, not, not even if you're a guy. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she. Uh, Jen out kicks Liam in the last one. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, and strong run from Liam. But both of them backing up pretty well off. Um, that's only like five weeks ago, six weeks ago. If the, anything, it just marathon. tells me they both didn't go hard enough in Gold Coast. No, no. She did threshold runs. Yeah, your, record, yeah. your record would have gone, been broken if Liam ran <laughs> By Jen. <up>. By Jen. <laughs> um, City to Surf. Uh, yep, Ed Goddard. Yeah. And Neve Allen was, uh, took out the win. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty, I think. Ed won, won pretty easily. He won by a minute. Yeah. In front of Nipress. Yeah. Um, solid course, City to Surf. There's some very big hills. So Did you coach anyone? Jolly ran it. Yeah. Um, and she didn't have her best run. But so we're also talking to her OFD athletes in this episode as well. So it's going to be a monster episode. But yeah. we'll, I, um, we'll try hurry through our training weeks because yeah. you've heard enough of us. But yeah, there's three interviews. I know. This week. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I've, I've just speaking, speaking to Jolly through text. I'm going to interview her later. But she definitely learned a lot of lessons fr- from City to Surf. I think so. She was running up the hill and like looked down and got a pretty like negative feedback from her watch because yeah. she was going pretty slow and like, just lost it mentally for a few k, yeah. and then and then Kyla was able to bring it back a little bit. It didn't didn't run terribly at all, but just and then after she's like, oh, like, what was I doing? Like she knew after, but um, it's a perfect example of why why I tell my athletes in a race like that not to look at their watch. Yeah, I got I told all my city surf people don't look at your watch, and I said I was trying to I just try and give them exertion things. So I yeah. say when you're going up the hill, it's going to be. Um, I sort of said, you know, go between 10 kilometer and half marathon exertion until the bottom of the hill. And then going up the hill, you have to like run strong, um, but don't ever feel like you're pushing harder than like a 10K yeah. race. Yeah. Because if you are running up that hill feeling like I'm in a 5K race, you get to the top, you're going to have to recover for a K. And so that time you might run 10 seconds, 15 seconds slower. And it's like, well, if you ran that slower on the hill, 15 seconds slower on the hill, it's just like you can get get over the top, roll over and get straight back into your rhythm. And it's just, so that's why it's heartbreak hill. 80% of the runners run too hard up it and cook themselves. Yeah, exactly. And I think if you, you're just going to have a better feeling. If you run strung up the hill, get to the top and it's like, all right, let's go and can start pushing down, uh, you'll you just mentally be in a better place. But if exactly. you like go pretty up the hill, get up to the top, you're like, oh, I'm stuffed here. Yeah, and then people start and then you're like, past, yeah, yeah, it's, um, you can definitely lose it. So, but yeah, I, um, like for Jolly, like it, she wants to run sub four minute Ks, she ran 402. So she's like- <laughs> Take the hill out. Yeah. 350. Yeah. And so it's it's fine, but um, I'm kind of glad it's happened in this race because she was like saying all these things she did in the week that, that and it's like she had busy time at work and stuff. And I'm like, You've done this now for a not important race. Yeah. For the proper race, you'll be 
you'll do all the right things. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Training mix. You want to kick us off? Yeah, I'll do it. Um, so I started off my week with a commute. I rode to the VIS. Um, We're talking commutes now, are we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, th- I thought I was just... the death of FTK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, nah, but I ride hard. I um, <laughs> No, nah, I just thought I'd do all my That's cross-training and commute. I did it for one day and then I was like, you know, it just sucked. <laughs> <laughs> do you actually ride hard? No, nah, like, I rode like uh, decent. Yeah. But yeah, so rode to the rode to the gym and then did fifty k on the stationary bike. Yeah, on the because I had a fifty k was hour twenty four. Yeah, um, and then did my gym session. Rode to your house. Yeah, and then did the podcast. Rode back to the VIS and did my must have done my gym then and then rode back home. Um, so good eighty six k day on the bike. And then the next morning I did I did a session. And so I thought I'd do my, my bike session on the – it was a nice day. So I'm like, all right, I'll do it on the lake, yeah. like outside. Um, but it's really hard. Like I, so I was doing four-minute reps. But every single time going past like the VIS, you get, you get speed bumps, oh, you get the cars. Um, yeah. Not once did I get a clean run through there. But I don't know, it was – it was kind of fun doing it. It went mentally was so much easier than on the bike on the what bike. Yeah, four minutes, four minute efforts. Yeah, it's fun as well. Yeah, I, no, I was having so much fun because like, and you go around a corner, like you feel like you're going fast, yeah. and um, you, you're going past people yeah. or so much um, yeah. So and the, like jumping behind a car or something, but it's but yeah. Then you get on. I had to do the same session later in the week on the what bike, and I was just, it's just struggling. Four at minutes it, so. takes so long on the yeah. indoor bike. Yeah, same with you know if you're ever doing K reps on a treadmill, it's just like oh, yeah, God's sake. Yeah, or yeah, exactly. Our run outside was out on the treadmills. Yeah, crazy. Um, and then went for a short ride that afternoon. The same as well. So like a you know two K swim outdoor pool versus indoor pool. Like it's just totally different. Is it? Nah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the same bloody thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, unless it's sunny outside, actually. Yeah. I don't know. I, I couldn't swim 2K no matter what top <laughs> pool. Um, rode 60K Wednesday morning with George down to Black Rock and back. Yeah. How's uh, George on the bike? He goes all right. Um, we were getting a few little bad. I'm, I'm such a bad like cyclist because like I just get in races. And oh, no. if someone's like sitting on me and George, I was like, all right, let's go. And then so I'd be like hammering it to drop yeah. the guy. Um, Imagine doing a run like that. You're going out for like a, nine, a 90 minute run and we're like at Yarra Flats and you know someone like is like near us so we just drop like a three minute K. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I'm like, yeah. Um, uh, George goes pretty well. Like um, I can definitely go a bit harder on the hills than he can but um, yeah, no, he, he's pretty solid. That's just the power to weight ratio. Yeah. Uh, then I did my first elliptical on Wednesday afternoon. So my calf's been feeling good. And- it's been a while since you've been on elliptical I reckon. Yeah, yeah, a long time. But I um, I wanted to start doing more elliptical just because I feel like then I can use a, more running muscles that, than on the bike. Do you go the, the right way around an elliptical? Do you know? I do. Who, I remember who was that? Someone at Falls Creek. I forget who it was. I, it wasn't, I'm not going to go and say it was Jen because it wasn't Jen, but it was some somebody that was a really good runner and I don't quite remember and I was just watching them on the elliptical going backwards because yeah. it's in their defense, it is sort of like easy to do. Like and it doesn't look. It's not like you're jumping on a bike going back pedaling. Yeah, right? yeah, it's like it sort of looks sort of right, but something's a bit off, and it's like, oh shit, they're going backwards. It's like they got on and their weight just shifted a bit back, so it just kind of pushed them first. So yeah. they're like, oh, okay, oh, this is what I do. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this is what I'm doing. Um, yeah, I remember that. It was so so funny. funny. But um, 
yeah, so yeah, I kind of spoke to the physios and I was like, I feel like I can go on the elliptical. Um, and they're like, yeah, let's go for it and see. So I did half an hour there, came back the next morning, did an hour on the elliptical, um, which, yeah, it's good. It's good to do something a little bit different. And then I had um, on the Friday my first run, which was just 10 by 100 meters. Yeah. Which. 15, 16 seconds. Yeah, some sprints. And then <laughs> just doing block starts and um, was doing it over, like with a U-turn as well after 50 meters. <laughs> <laughs> Sprint around the U-turn as fast as possible. 75 meters drop down, 10 burpees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, a car felt fine in that. So That's it was good. good. Then did another hour on the elliptical. It's just all that with a calf injury. It's well, with any injury, but I know calf more so. It's like just about slowly low loading it back yeah right? yeah and so you think like obviously discussing what happened last time is you loaded it back just a bit too quick just a little bit and i think we with the continuous threshold was just maybe yes. where we made like just pushed it a little bit too much um or that 256 into the tailwind yeah maybe yeah i don't know nah, um, piss, i think yeah. it yeah yeah i don't know if it made a difference or not but um well, it's also the thing with any injury load like that where if if it goes, right, there's probably a good chance it was going to go anyway. Yeah. It was already overloaded. Yeah, yeah. So it's like if it didn't go then, you if you did that session fine, would you have stopped? No, you would have then, then two days later done something even harder. Exactly, yeah. And it was, would have got, gone. The whole point is for it, like, it to actually continually get better. Yeah, yeah. And that's what, yeah, so like I did my second run yesterday and – which was 10 by 200 and yeah, it felt better in that one than it did in the, in the 10 by 100. Yeah. So where was the U-turn in that one? Um, I did it after 150 and then, <laughs> so, <laughs> but I had to run that next 50 as fast as I'd ran the first 150. So it was a bit of a fight like you could call it. <laughs> I love how we have to be stupid for this because our actual training week is so fucking boring. Like no one wants to hear 10 150s, right? You just have to. I don't know. Um, but yeah, like I was kind of like my perineals and my like tib ant was all like had been tight. Um, Is that so just from the lack of? I think it, no, what it was, was I think when I did my calf the second time, I was limping for a few days yeah. and I was just walking funny Yeah, and and it just all was just tight and like Yoshi says the, the joint, um, I don't know, you that joint like kind of on the side of you. just yes. below your knee yeah. and that was all like jammed up. So, but that's like, each time has felt better, so like that's. But I'm feeling nothing in my calf, so that's good. That's good. Um, Saturday morning, we also did another ride with George, just a short one, bit of a casual, yeah, casual one. Um, but yeah, so for the week, I ran nothing on Sunday. Four kilometers. No, that was on Sunday. The, the ten, yeah. ten two hundreds. Gotcha. Um, for the week, I ran about four kilometers. Yeah. But this week now it'll it'll increase. So tomorrow I'm doing like some 90 second reps, but like 20 of them. Yeah. And then I'm doing some 800 reps on Thursday. So uh, we've been able to kind of fast track it a little bit just with how my how it feels and how it's responding. So yeah. Um, but yeah, for the week, probably about 350K. <laughs> <laughs> if you're counting that, you can count bloody anything. I caught the train out to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm a bit jealous of you being able to do all the tr- – the uh, cross training. Um, so good news. Thank you so much to everyone. I had so many people message me from the uh, last shows our listeners 
do care. Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah. It is good. Like I got messages about my calf and stuff as well. Like even just one before, like someone who I used to coach just sent sent me a message. Oh, sorry to hear about your calf. Like, yeah, we do appreciate when people reach out. Oh, that's when, what you're talking. Oh no, I just got a t-shirt. Uh, a message saying the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I had a lot of yeah, a lot of people message just saying they uh, were hoping I, I got some good news because yeah, last Monday. Was a bit of a grim recording. I still hadn't, um, still hadn't got any news, but I got the scans back Monday afternoon last week. Um, so it was too late. That's why I updated the listeners on the um, Ask Us Anything episode. Uh, no bone stress at all. No stressy. Um, it's the stage before a stress reaction where it's just like you know a bit of edema, a bit of um, bit of fluid and some swelling around the joint and near the bone. Um, it's a little bit confusing because I think I have like a bit of a f- uh, joint fusion in the SIJ, so something near there and I think something's been like um, ossified or calcified or something like that and that's then, you know, got a bit of edema in that as well. But yeah, there's some, a little bit of stuff going on there that is a result of overload. Um, so the plan is... I pretty much have to I have to go by symptoms, so I have to deload for at least like two to three weeks. So I had to just pull out. Um, I spoke to I spoke to you know my my team, and I said that, that they sort of said, "Look, you can you can pump anti inflams and go up to Sunshine Coast because you're still fit. You haven't lost any fitness, but at what cost? Yeah, you know? like even to be honest, even imagine I went there and you know this you know it's not going to happen. Liam and um, Andy they're running great, but just imagine." I had the best race of my life and I won, right? And then I can't run for 12 weeks. What's the point? Oh, definitely not. You know, yeah. so it's just like there's just no there's just no point of doing it. So I just made the calls like, you know what? My goal for 2023 was to not have a long, like a big injury. That was the goal. Like I knew, you know, it's pretty hard to say in 2023, I don't want to be sore, right? Um, so this is definitely the biggest injury that I've had this year, um, but I can still run. I just have to deload. Um, so I'm running every second day at the moment, um, 30 minutes this week. Or this was all last week, sorry. This week, I'm going to go up to 40 minutes um, and I'm seeing Steve Deneen this Friday and he wants me to run Wednesday and Thursday. So the double back-to-back days just mm-hmm. to see how it goes. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much just like this uh, an overload thing. I, I am on anti-inflams. I'm just going to have like five days to try and um, try and sort of get my, you know, Get a, get a leg Settle up it, there, yeah. yeah. Just just try and help. Um, I don't think it's going to be certainly not going to do anything anything bad. Um, but the real annoying thing, so I was cross training fairly uh, fairly solid early last week. Like I was just on the bike on the gym bike, and then I went on my own bike, and it was just sore. Mm. It was just getting sore, and it was I just was thinking, hey, this feels exactly like I'm just running. So something's obviously not right here. And I spoke again, you know, I've got a, a couple of physios I'm working with and um, they just pretty much all said, you've got to go have symptoms. So if the riding is hurting, you can't ride yeah. because I don't want to get to a point where I'm, I'm like, I can't lose fitness. I can't lose fitness. I'm, I'm so, you know, I've been so fit. Running's been going so well. I, when I come back to running, I want to be really, really fit. And then it's like in a month's time, I try to run and it hasn't healed because I've been riding too much. So the shit thing about that is I can't elliptical really. Um, I can elliptical in so if I elliptical because I said oh can I elliptical one day and then run the other day and they said it's more about the movement with the SIJ so hopefully next week I can do um, do some elliptical or even like the stair 
climb the, the stair walk sort of thing for some strength. Um, but the only thing I can really do other than a 30 minute run every second day, I can, I'm doing all these exercises and, and, and gym, gym sort of stuff, a lot of floor routine stuff to like mobilize and strengthen my hips and stuff. The only other thing I can do, which I did once late, late last in later in the week, um, last week is swim with a pool boy in. Yeah, because I can't rotate, you know, I can't tumble yeah, turn, yeah. and I can't uh, kick because the kicking inflames the SIJ. And I don't know if you've ever swum with a pool boy in. But oh, I like tried a, it once. But. So the point of it is to just use your arms. Yeah. So I'm my heart. I reckon my heart rate's like 120, and my arms are dead. Fuck, yeah. So it's just like I'm like swimming, and I was just like, "Fuck, what cross training is this doing?" Other than the mental side, and I'm sure you know it. Obviously, is doing. You're still engaging your core and yeah. things like that. Um, I but, know. I, I sometimes feel like that when I'm cross training. I'm like, I feel like I'm fucking doing nothing. But I'm like, I guess you're still like you're burning still energy yeah. and you're like, it and has to be doing something. Definitely. And I can even tell like the thing. So when I'm running, the fact that I'm running like every 30, sorry, 30 minutes every second day and this week is going to go up. It's like I have to acknowledge the fact I'm going to lose fitness. Mm. I am going to lose some fitness. That's okay. But nothing compared to you know, three months off and then you have to start like yeah. thir- a 30-minute run coming back from a stressy can't happen for like a few weeks. Yeah. And it's like I can do that. And when you s- do that, you're so happy. Like so finally happy. doing a proper run. Exactly. And it's like, well, you know, today, uh, t- this week now I'm up to 40 minutes. So it's like all I really need to do is over the course of like three to four weeks and it, it does suck because you do have to be really careful because if I, you know, if I come back too soon and I feel it again, it's like, well, then you're back to square one. Yeah. So it's like, you know what? I'm going to play it safe. Um, I would really love for my next race to be um, the Run Prix in Albert Park mm-hmm. and that's the end of September. Yeah. But, you know, it's you know it's five weeks away. Probably s- it's six weeks six, yesterday. Sorry, six weeks yesterday. Um, you know, am I going to be in the best shape ever for it? No, but that's okay. I would just like to be able to be in a position where I can go out and get in the mix and get yeah. in and race it because then to me that's a success that I didn't have like a fucking – year-ending injury, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just have to take it like bit by bit and this week I can get back in the gym, which is fucking good because last week I was told no gym, just like trying let the inflammation die down. Um, but it is, you know, it's hard even with you. you. It's the same and I think a lot of a lot of runners that go through injuries, we, we don't want to lose fitness. And it's yeah. like I have to tell this to my athletes that I coach. It's like you have to accept the fact you're going to lose some fitness because if you are just like, I can't lose fitness, I can't lose fitness, it's like, well... If you're cross training and you're getting sore on cross training, it's like yeah. But there's certain things, certain injuries you can cross train with. Yeah, definitely. right. So if you've yeah. got like an if an Achilles is stuffing up and you know it's hurting you running, but you can't feel it at all on the bike, then you can fucking yeah. ride like crazy. Yeah. But unfortunately, my you know SIJ sacrum area is something that is sort of I can feel it unless I'm swimming with a pool boy. Mm. I was thinking before, like you know how you're saying, like the whole goal was to not get injured this year, yeah. but I remember we spoke to Centro the year he won the Olympics. He was like, yeah, like I had a good year, like I barely was injured. Like I probably spent like two weeks cross-training through the year. Yeah. Like he still had two yeah. like week-long injuries or something. Exactly. Um, so yeah. it's But I've like, never had – that's the thing. I've never had that. Every yeah. single one of my injuries in the last six years of being a runner, each year I've had something that has lasted like two months. Yeah. But hopefully this isn't. Hope, this, uh, yeah. this is what well, – I don't think it, it is and that's why I've, it's been – a week or two. Yeah, I did like a, two, I did a two, two hour run two weeks ago. Yeah. I think the thing that f- like obviously flared it up slightly more 
is after I had like the four days off, I thought maybe it was just a joint thing. So I did that 30-minute run and then the 40-minute run and then the hour run yeah. back to back to back. And it's like, oh, it didn't really hurt, but then it pulled up a bit sore after yeah. that hour. Well, it was clear that my body wasn't used. So I sort of have to now start it from that time. Mm, I know. You know I think it's always it's always going to be the thing with injuries. Like you're never going to go, oh, it's a bit sore. Let's just have 10 days off. <laughs> you, yeah. Like you get, you're going to test it for the first week. Exactly. And hopefully you get away with it. Exactly right. Yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, look, I'm so much more positive. I've, you know, might have sounded like I felt like we had a pretty good episode, a pretty happy episode last Monday. But like, not like, gotta lie, I was feeling like fucking shit. Like yeah. you've just got that hanging over your head, going, "Will you have three months off? Mm-hmm. Are you gonna get a scan?" And I was like, I remember looking back at some texts from an old sports doctor when I was trying to find where what side my um, sacrum stress he was, and I was like sure about something. And I remember getting the text. I looked at it and it was like dated two years ago. And I was like, yeah, so sorry to hear. Um, quite a significant crack in the sacrum. And I, my reply was like fucking just heartbroken. Like yeah. it's just sus. so for me to avoid that. And it's like, as we've said before, you know, even though we're not where we want to be right now, how good is it for you to even just go out with your running shoes on and exactly. do hundred meter runs? Yeah, you know, it's yeah. just like such a good feeling. We can get out like to you know today. I get to go for a forty minute run in the sun. It's like fuck yeah, that's awesome. At least I can do that. You know, so you got to take take it for don't don't take it for granted. Um, yeah. Yeah, try to find the positives. Try and find the positives. Whatever they, they are. But, exactly right. Um, yeah, hopefully next week we're up to a bit more yeah. running the oh, both so for, of us. For me, then... I was uh, 26 Ks for the week. Nice. Yeah. Not about <laughs> it's 25% of my training. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you even injured he's tapering. Like, <laughs> it's a taper week for you, Joel. <laughs> your, your watch is saying peak performance. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, yeah, now we're going to chuck in Adam Spencer interview. So we haven't spoken to him yet, so I don't know how it went and how long it will be but, um, <laughs> and what we even spoke about. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. hopefully enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, Adam's 21 years old. He's at Wisconsin University in America. Um, he's running world champs this weekend. Um, he, yeah, he recently just ran 331 at the London Diamond League, uh, which was like a five-second PB, um, which is, yeah, just crazy. But... Um, He's killing it. Yeah. And then, yeah, so enjoy this interview. Adam Spencer, thank you very much for joining us. Where in the world are you right now? Uh, Montpellier, France. France, and this, that's the uh, Athletics Australia holding camp? Yeah, yeah, Athletics Australia holding camp. Uh, yeah, down the so- south coast and uh, near Nice, I think. Yeah, nice. Is it, um, yeah, good weather and everything? With the heat training? Yeah, it's been good. Um, I've come from England where it's been miserable, like 18 degrees raining and now we get like 30 degrees sunny every day. So yeah, it's beautiful. Surely you're used to some pretty bad weather from Wisconsin. Mate, okay, this is common misinterpretation. It's actually nice at this time of year. Like if you go this time of year, it's really like hot, sunny, like high 20s, like even in the 30s. Um, But yeah, I mean, compared to the winter, it's pretty miserable. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. January or something, it's like snowing and running yeah. inside, aren't you? Yeah, negative 20 degrees and snowing quite a bit. But yeah, yeah this favorite? time of year, it's actually really nice. What's your favorite weather to run in, Adam? Uh, probably like, I don't know, d- depends if it's like, do you mean like a race or just running? Running, just training. Um, I don't know, low 20s maybe, sunny. Like running down the street to the shops, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, low 20s. I, yeah. I get really hot when I run. 
find it um, interesting because 15... I'll just get hot. Because, yeah, 1,500 runners seem... They can sometimes like it really hot, whereas I feel like, uh, you know, distance people, which is predominantly our listeners, everyone just wants it cold. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, when you... I can race in hot temperatures for the 15 because you're not out there for that long. Like, I know, you sort of keep yourself cold in the cool room and stuff, and then you race and it's fine. But if you're going for, like, I don't know, 50-minute, 60-minute run, it's like you want it to be a bit cool, I reckon. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's nice to see you got some fresh kit there i've seen you rock up to training in some of the worst ever kits i've ever seen yeah like, it's like you purposely yeah. try to do it <laughs> yeah um yeah got some fresh kit um Carlos told me off the other day because i wasn't wearing it enough he said you got to wear more australian kit around the team camp oh, um, fuck. okay Carlos can get fucked he used to <laughs> he would never wear it <laughs> he was like honestly he was like Tried to be the rebel on the team. It's like, mate, you're a 10k runner. No one gives a fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, can I was definitely... just honestly, I was just trying to save it for like, I didn't want to do much washing, so I was like, oh, I'll just wear my other kit and then like what I have, and then don't have to wash this. But yeah, there's a laundry here, so I can, it, yeah, I can wear it, it so. is hard, isn't it? Because you they only give you like a limited amount of stuff, and they're like, yeah, you got to wear it for everything. Like, if you run twice a day, it's like that's half your kit gone nearly. Yeah, I actually think I've been stitched up. Like, I've seen Matt Clark and some other guys, like, have these T-shirts, which, which I didn't get. Like, I've, I can only run in, like, this polo and then, I don't know, the comp singlet, which I don't really want to run around in. Yeah. So, that's cause I don't I know, saw, maybe I've been stitching up on the kid a bit. That's because they saw what you wore to our training and they went, well, well he won't be needing any, <laughs> of, the normal, any of the normal stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I usually I'm in a rush when I go to training, so I just grab whatever. <laughs> Um, now you're having an awesome year. Like it's a, been a pretty good breakthrough. Um, kind of third at NCAA 1500s. Uh, came to Europe, won a race in Joensu in Finland. I think it was second in the mile at Dublin, and then yeah. had a huge breakthrough with a 331 at um at London Diamond League. And to be honest, Ryan Gregson had a very similar year in 2010. He he was about your age, maybe he might have been 20. And was just kind of yeah. winning these races, running well in every single race, and then got in Monaco Diamond League in three thirty one. It's like a lot of uh, yeah a lot of similarities. similarities. So yeah, what do you think's like made the difference to have this big breakthrough this year? Um, just consistency in racing. I think like I've just sort of gotten used to racing a lot and been in like really good races where you up against some guys who are really strong, um, but. Yeah, Diamond League, I honestly think that's a hack. Like, it did not feel like a 331 when I crossed that line. Like, you just sort of hang in, run as far as you can, and then you cross the line, you're like, what the fuck? Like, you don't even look at the clock. You just sort of, yeah, go with them. Um, but, yeah, I think the main thing was just, I don't know, just as you get older and as you do the sport more, like, you just learn a lot of things and you, you just naturally get stronger and you get better. Um, so I think, yeah, that's just what's happened this year, really. Would, would you say, Adam, um, the race itself in London was a bit of a blur? Like, do you really remember it? Or was it just, you know, gun gone and then you come across, oh, I've run 331, holy shit? Uh, it was a bit of a blur. Like, I remember a few things. Like, I just remember Stewie having a massive gap. But, yeah, I was kind of, yeah, it was a bit chaotic. And obviously, like, there were 50,000 people there. So, it was pretty loud. And, um, but, yeah, when I crossed the line, I thought I ran, like, 334, 333, and then I saw Mitch die and Lockie Morehouse. They're like, no, you've run 331. I was like, fuck, you don't expect <laughs> that. Um, so that. So that was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, no, a bit of a blur, but I remember a few things. 
Yeah, it was kind of like it was definitely a, a great race to be in. Like just with, I think <coughs> Stewie there pushing the pace a bit, but just there was a bunch of you all running PBs, yeah. all running so fast that kind of you could just like sit and get dragged along to that. But at the end of the day, you still have to do it as well. So, um, did you only find out you were doing the race the day before? Yeah. Um, so I've been like told by Nick that like it was on the cards a while ago. Um, but then obviously the start list came out like, I don't know, probably earlier that week on the Wednesday or Tuesday or something. Um, and I wasn't on it. So I was like, oh, like obviously not going to be racing that. And then there was that British Miles Club um, in Tooting on the Wednesday. But then the uh, Diamond League was on the Sunday before. So I was just like getting ready for that um, that British Miles Club to a 15 there. And then, yeah, the day before, I got a phone call at like, yeah, 5.30 saying, oh, there's a spot if you want it. Like, always oh, pulled out. You can you can go over on. Um, and I, I was lucky because I didn't, like, I could have done a training session that day, but it was yeah. an easy day. So yeah. I would have been, like, kicking myself if I had done, like, a really hard session. Um, to be fair, like, I did do a hard track session on the Friday, so two days before. And I was a bit nervous about that because um, it was pretty hard. So but, you're saying um, you could have run 3.29 without that? Yeah, maybe. Taper. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah but a <laughs> Nah, um, I was just like, wasn't too sure how, I don't know, usually I'll do a session like three days before rather than two and um, usually it's not that hard. But I mean, when you get given the opportunity like that, you can't you can't say no to it. So, yeah. It, um, it could, there's also, I guess, you didn't spend all week thinking about the race and kind of building up the nerves and all that. Like, it's just kind of, Gets dropped on you. You just did your normal life, and then all of a sudden you're like on the yeah. start line running three thirty one. And like Sasuke was saying, that you get pretty nervous before races. Yeah, I've, I've actually gotten a lot better at that. Like I think when I was younger, I used to get really nervous, but that was more because I only race like I don't know, say like once a month or something, or yeah. like there'll be a lot of time in between races. But especially going through like the NCA season, it's like you race I don't know every second week usually, and you sort of just get just get used to it, like. You just get in the habit of racing a lot. And I think it's a good thing because if you race, I don't know, once, you know, not that often, it's like you build up so much pressure towards these races. You're like, you have to perform well because you only get a few opportunities. But when you race more frequently, I think um, it takes the nerves nerves away because you're just like, oh, I'll have another crack in two weeks or whatever. Yeah. So I've gotten better at that. Um, but I think it did help. Like the day before I was in, yeah, in London, like walking around with um, – my girlfriend Matisse and her mum were just like, you know, went to Buckingham Palace and went to Leicester Square and then it was like so chaotic. Like, got the phone call. I was like, all right, I have to go back, get my stuff, like, uh, get my kit, um, go get the, uh, get an Uber to Stratford. And once I got to Stratford, it was like nine o'clock and it was like, all right, I hadn't run that day. I was planning on taking a day off and it, it was just like so chaotic and um, ended up just, yeah, it was just like go, go, go. And I think that kind of worked out well in the end. Yeah, so you're saying yeah, if you pretty- weren't sightseeing the day before, you were, you were on 329. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. If I didn't do the hard session, I was sightseeing, yeah. 329 on the cards, yeah. No, hey, I think it turned out well for me. Yeah, it sounds like it definitely did, Adam. Um, I have a question. Obviously, our listeners, we've been talking um, a lot about, obviously, Cam Myers, you know, breaking his junior records and stuff all the time. And I think, you know, a lot of young up-and-coming athletes when they're like 14 15 16 and stuff are comp- you know that listen to our podcast compare themselves to him and i'm interested to know 
can you tell us your progression? Obviously, twenty-one years old now. You've just run a you've run your fourth all-time fifteen hundred, um, and your PB's uh, three thirty-one. At the age of twenty-one, can you tell us what was your PB when you were like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, yeah, nineteen? Tell funny. us that. I was thinking because Cam Myers, um, he's under eighteen, so yeah, by the end of the year, it means you're turning seventeen. When I was his age. Uh, at Vic Myler's, I ran a 3.54, uh, 1.500, and, like, it was probably one of the fastest times in the country. Like, it wouldn't have been the fastest. I think, like, this guy called Luke Young could run, like, high 3.40s maybe, but it was, like, one of the faster times, um, and I was, like, stoked with a massive PB. Um, and then, yeah, you got Cam Myers running, like, literally 20, 21 seconds quicker, like, just insane. Um, but, yeah, so I was under 18s, like, 3.54, and then... Uh, bottom age under 20s, year 12. I don't actually think I – I did a few, like, tactical 15s, um, but I never, like, got a really good fast one in. Um, so I think my PB stayed the same. I was more of an 800 runner back then, so I'd run, like, 152 maybe um, at APS in year 11. And then, yeah, sort of COVID happened and um, I ran a 3.53 at state champs. Like, I was probably 18 then or 19. Um and then COVID happened, had a bit of a breakout year and ran 354. So that was top age under 20s. Um, sorry, 345. And then, yeah, yeah, 345. And then, um, and then it went down to 339. That was also like a bit of a breakout year. Um, but yeah, when I was like 16, I was, yeah, running 354, which is uh, nothing crazy. But it's funny at the time, you think it's, it's yeah. the be all end all, but look back that's why it's like, well, it's also it's three really but it was like a couple of years until you had a breakthrough. Like, yeah, yeah, that, I, I think like, like too fair that you go. Sorry, man. I just wanted to, yeah, I was really interested to ask that because I think you know, so many young athletes that uh listen to our podcast and you know, follow your journey, they they compare themselves, and you know, it's what young people do. I'm sure when you were 15 or 16, you were comparing yourself to people like Grego, and you probably thought, How the fuck did Ryan run 331 yeah. when he was 20, right? And you're thinking, Yeah, in, in four years, I have to run 23 seconds quicker or whatever it is, you know. Well, you didn't quite do like, it, did you? Yeah. And you didn't quite do it. So thanks for coming in. See you later. (laughs) 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 It's true. Everyone everyone has a different progression for sure. But um, so now you're at Wisconsin College. Um, How's all that gone? Yeah, loving it. Um, Yeah, it's going really well. Like the team atmosphere. Now we all meet up in the locker room before the runs. And um, yeah, it's just like really good. Like I live. I don't know if you guys have seen, like, um, on YouTube that they show, like, it's called uh, Track Shack on, on uh, Flow Track, um, YouTube channel. And um, Ollie shows you around the house, and it's, yeah, it's got, like, seven bedrooms or something, and we've got eight guys living at the moment. Um, and, yeah, I just love living with, like, all those boys. They're all runners. Um, does, that mean, does that mean you're sharing a bedroom? I am next year, actually, yeah. Okay. Uh, next I, year? I wasn't last year. Yeah, but I just we'll heard eight, eight um, guys, seven bedrooms. So I thought, well, some people so how share. Do you, how do you get yeah. like, now you're yeah. on three thirty one? How do you have to share a room? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it's my choice. Uh, it's it's uh, cheaper rent, so you you pocket more money, and um, uh, yeah, smart. so it's a bit of a, more of a financial decision rather than uh, <laughs> yeah, rather than actually wanting to share a bed. But yeah, what are you studying at uh, at college, Adam? 
Finance. Yeah, there we go. Exactly. <laughs> <That> makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just makes sense why he has the terrible kits too, the hand me down running <laughs> exactly kit. Exactly right. <laughs> I'm not spending money yeah. on that. <laughs> how, yeah. much, uh, yeah. how much uh yeah. How much longer do you have? Um eligibility wise I've got two years, but I've got one more year for my undergrad and then I'll do a master's after that. Um but I, I guess we'll see where we're at um, at the end of next year. Yeah. Do you have you thought much about what post college running career looks like? Um, no, not yet. To be honest, um, I guess the whole NIL thing makes it a bit easier um, yep. in terms of just I can make that decision later. Um, but yeah, I've got to have to think about that at some point. But um, yeah, at the moment, I, I haven't made any decisions yet. Yeah, for sure. But no, exciting times. You got to go and uh, win that NCAA fifteen hundred. That's the thing. Yeah, it's like I've, I think it helps a lot if you have a title to your name, but which I don't mm-hmm. have yet. So hopefully, hopefully one day. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the next, the obviously the, the reason we're talking to you about to you right now is because you just made your the first only Australian team, um, world champs. This weekend, Saturday is your race. Yep, Saturday, so, uh, yeah, first day of the, the schedule. Yeah. How how are you feeling for it? You excited, nervous? Yeah, I'm excited. Um, yeah, hopefully I can replicate something similar to London. Like, that'll be pretty tough. But, yeah, like, I don't feel like there's any pressure. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, it, it, it's a good thing. Like, it, I think it's a big achievement for me to make it. But also, I've always wanted to actually run well at, at these meets. Um so, yeah, I'm excited. Like, it's my first time. So, just see what it's all about. Um, and, yeah, hopefully, hopefully do well. Do you um, favor yourself, Adam, in, you know, t- obviously with the NCAA, you know, rounds um, experience there being more tactical? Do you favor yourself in that sort of stuff? Or do you prefer when it's like fast and you can jump on the train like in London? It is interesting because um, I, don't, I don't really know what. I actually am good at like I think if it's a slow race, I'm I'm not gonna be the guy to like pick it up and make it fast. But also at the same time, like if it's fast, like I'm happy to go with it. Um, in terms of heats, though, like I used to be pretty happy if like my heat was fast because I don't know if you if you slip back to like um, six or seventh, like you could still get in on like the small qualifier. But now they've changed it, so it's like top six only, and like doesn't matter about what time you're on. Mm. So now it's like. If you if it's fast, like it doesn't really matter if you like you just have to get top six and not really worry about the small cues. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that like makes a difference in these championships. But um, yeah, I, I can go either way. I think. I think I'm not sure what I actually prefer. Brett, I think um, I think someone from World Athletics was listening to me and you saying how bullshit that small cue was fast yeah. thing. So so they've just cancelled it because yeah. of us. So sorry, Adam. We're changing the sport, but yeah. But what was um. <laughs> Consider one in. Uh it, it was one in three forty two, but the guy who won closed in a fifty one nine. Yeah, so it was and I very tactical. A, yeah, very tactical. Um yeah, I closed in a fifty two two and like yeah. I think that's the fastest I've closed in and like at that point I was like, Yeah, fair enough, like fifty one nine's pretty quick. Um, yeah. So and so yeah. the guy that won, he's in the USA team? Uh, no, nah, he's not actually. The guy who got second, uh, Joe Wascom, he's running uh, for the US. Yeah, okay. That's what I meant. Sorry, I thought he won. But yeah, so, but 
if you're like kind of finishing with those guys and that guy's making the USA team, I'm very confident in your ability to be able to handle whatever race. Like the USA guys are always going to do pretty well at the championship. Just to get on that team, it, it takes a lot. So, Yeah, it's a tough team to make. Yeah, yeah, it's good because there was like another guy from South Carolina who ran 332 in Europe and it was like, all right, if Joe Watson's making the team, if this guy from South Carolina's um, running 332, like I should be able to, I can keep up with those guys at in the NCA season, so um, should be able to run something fast. Yeah, uh, seems yeah. Like, uh, you you won't be in Stewie's heat, but maybe if you're in Stewie's um, semi, it'll be pretty good because at least you know that it'll be you, at least you know what you're getting. That is going to be a that's the thing. Race. Like yeah, when it when it's wait slow race, you say? Oh, sorry, faster race. Oh right, okay. Yeah, I was confused. Stewie's not going to race. Yeah, that's the thing. If it's fast, it's like you don't really have to think about it. It's just like run fast. But if it's yeah. tactical, it's like you got to focus so much on like positioning and you know, when someone's going to make the move and, like, if you're going to make the move. Um, so that's a bit more stressful, I think. And you don't really know what's going to happen to, like, the last 50 metres. But in a fast race, like, if you feel good with charging to go and you're in a good spot, like, you're going to be fine. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Yeah. For the for the listeners, yeah. Um, yeah, Adam's heat is on 19th of August, as we mentioned. Um, we are confident you're going to progress. So the semi is the day after on the 20th of August. And, and we're confident yeah, we'll make the final. Yeah, and confident. Twenty third of August. <laughs> and th- yeah. These are Bud- Budapest uh, dates, so yeah. don't do your own mass everyone because uh, we're not, we're not. And um, <laughs> and Adam, yeah, the medal ceremony is on the twenty fourth. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Adam, you seem like a, a very like level headed guy. Um, you, you, it was interesting to hear there that Saskia said you used to get really nervous because from what I know of you, you seem like, you know, pretty cool, calm and collected um, without, you know, jumping ahead too much. Obviously, next year is Paris Olympics and that is most, you know, young people, young athletes dream since since day one. Is that something you are thinking about or have you, you know, you just want to focus on world champs and then just go back to college, focus on training and stuff? Or is it sort of that thing that, you know, that cloud over your head just constantly, you know, you wake up every day and you're like, oh, it's Olympics next year. Yeah, it is an interesting one because obviously the Olympics is like, you know, the big the big meet you want to make um, like as a kid. And even now, like it's the, uh, the big year. But at the same time, like I think if you just – spend all your effort and time and like thinking I have to like make the Olympics I have to otherwise it's going to be the bail end or like I don't know I think it's a not the best way of looking at it like there's always world championship beats um you know there's always different races um so obviously yeah like I want to come back to Australia and, and run the national champs and try to get that auto spot um and yeah it's obviously the big goal but at the same time like if it doesn't happen like you just got to move on and just sort of, there's always other stuff around the corner. Like that's the unfortunate thing with our sport. Like the biggest meet is once every four years, like, you know, the next one will be 2028. Um, so yeah, it's obviously a big goal of mine, but um, yeah, it's not like the be all end all, I think. Yeah. I, f- I feel like that's so true. Cause um, in Australia, I think people uh, a lot there, they want to make the team and it's, it is kind of, they see it as a be all and end all. But if you're from America or Kenya or Ethiopia or England, um, UK, you like that the depth is so high that yeah, mm-hmm. three people make it, but there's other twenty other good guys yeah, or girls good that, yeah. in each event that could make it. And Australia's starting to get that mm-hmm. depth that 
people have qualifiers and they're not going. So it, back in the day yeah. when only three people could qualify, then yeah, it was a bit more to be on and all. But now I think it's like, yeah, like some people, some very, very, very good athletes won't make the Olympics. Mm. Yeah. And like, it's going to be tough in the 15 next year. Like we've already got three qualifiers, I think, and Ollie's going to get one. And like, you just never know. Like, I don't think anyone would have called Jai Edwards to win uh, no. nationals and run the Olympic standard. Like, you just never know who's going to yeah. run well. And we're like, Cal, Cal Davies won this year. Yeah. And beat Cam. <laughs> like, I'm sure Rambo will be yeah. fit again. Yeah. Exactly. Like, there's so many guys who can just like pop up and have a really good year. So, um, yeah, it'll be exciting. But also at the same time, like, I'm not going to be, yeah, kicking my head in if, if I don't make it. Um, yeah, so. you're not thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. It is annoying, though. It is, it is once every four years. So maybe if, you know, Brett and I complain about that in the podcast, the Olympic Federation will listen and maybe move it to every two years or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what makes it special, I guess, that it's a very, it definitely does. Every four definitely. Years. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I don't so, know. Yeah, it's you interesting know one. Yeah. I think it is a being on door. You have to make it. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. It is. Oh, okay. nah. And yeah, you look at other sports like basketball. It's like they got an opportunity to do the best things like every single year. Like they got yeah. Um, yeah. NBA championships to win every single year. It's not like every four years. And then um, every four so, years they go to Olympics yeah. and just act like rock stars. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, all I, I care know, about. Yeah. 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 Um, all right, I think we'll leave it there, Adam. Thank you so much. Good luck for Saturday. Um, Thank you very much. So many people are going to be behind you. So, And all our listeners, please get up in the middle of the night, I think it is, and, and watch Adam because it'll be good. It'll be good to see him. Yeah, cheers, boys. Thanks for having me. No worries, yeah. Adam. Th- thanks so much, mate. And we'll uh, see you back at training at some point in that full Oz kit, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll wear something proper this time. <laughs> <laughs> see you, mate. See ya. Hope you enjoyed that um, amazing interview, guys. Um, it was Brett, amazing. Brett, what was your favourite part? Of that? <laughs> <laughs> I've done that to you before. Um, no, we look forward to uh, speaking to Adam tonight. So uh, going into now our train with FTK interviews. Yep. How are you again? Again, haven't, haven't spoke, done the interview. Haven't, haven't done I the have interview. a big day of podcasting today. You do. I, um, yeah, three interviews. Yeah. That might be a record. I'm going to be... I'm going to be tired by the end. But um, yeah, I spoke before a bit about Jolie running City to Surf. So I guess we'll talk a bit about that and just what this last final four and a half weeks will look like. Do you know what I find so funny? It's like you say that to Jolie. You're like, oh, look, Jolie. And she goes, look, I, I don't just don't want to speak about <laughs> yeah. City to Surf. Don't ask me about it. And you're like sweating going, fuck, what are we doing? We have to record the whole episode again. Um, no, it was great to speak to Andrew. We actually spoke for quite quite a while i think it's about 30 minutes um one thing i i I said to andrews when we start like when we get into the call let's just click record because so many times i'm like oh andrew how you going and we like speak about training speak all like yeah yeah. and then we go all right should we start recording now and i'm like we missed so much good chat but we pretty much just went through his last two weeks of training and i tell you what like the last time we spoke there was a lot of doubt like I'm sort of thinking, you know, let's just throw this 415, 416 pace. Like it would, it's a dream him running. I would say the equivalent of him running um, sub three is like me saying, I'm going to run 208 on W. Yeah. Right. It's just like, it's fucking like, yeah, pretty, pretty, uh, it's not impossible. It's just going to be insane. You know, probably not 208, maybe like a 210 or something. Um, But, it's uh, he's he's running really well. Like he's doing these big marrow workouts and he's holding the pace. Yeah. And, to me, and he's and he's backing it up with like big long runs and he's feeling good. 
Um, but yeah, it's I'm I'm excited, really excited to see how he goes. I just can't wait. He posted his um yeah th- his like Strava nice little worm today. Nice little it looks good. Up. Yeah, yeah. It's, like yeah. A, it's like a wave. Yeah, very <laughs> very different to the heaps good runners Patagonia logo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's good. It's get, getting close. Um, I'll tell you when you injured the, the race is getting very close. <laughs> 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 you just like the fear of death in your face and you're just like, oh my God, it is getting very close. <laughs> yeah, usually like every other marathon, like you're in peak shape. I'm going, how's it? And you got fucking ages away. <laughs> we got so much time. I wish the race was now. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, enjoy these interviews, guys. All right. I'm here joined with Andrew. How are you going? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I'm going good. Um, I see you've got the CGI palm tree render as a background again this time. You know, well, you know just for something different. We've got clouds in it this time. There are some clouds. I can see that. Um, so we decided this time we just pretty much as soon as we jumped on the call, we'd click record because the last two times we've we've got into these deep discussions of how things are going and then we go, all right, well, now it's time to record and we've sort of already... <laughs> the listeners have missed some great chat. So we thought we'd just jump straight into it. Um, the last time we spoke was a few weeks ago, um, but you've been, you've been lo- logging some really good training since then. Um, the Every single run on Final Surge has been green. That's a good sign. It's a really good sign because that yeah. doesn't happen often. Yeah, it's been pretty good. Like I've, yeah, um, I've hit a bit of a purple patch. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Actually, no, one run last week. Um, yeah, the run to work was a little bit, a little bit short. So no, nah, scrap that. You're 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 really well. Right. You're you're under trained, and you, you're. Right, so we'll just cancel this marathon. We'll just we may as well cancel the whole marathon. You've earned ten minutes too short. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, t- we, the last time we spoke, the big enduro, well, sort of longer workout you'd done was um, six by two k, um, running. You know f- that, as we sort of said, like ideal goal marathon pace. Um, and then the following week, we you had a pretty hard Tuesday workout. You did um, three times twelve hundred at three fifty pace, sixty second rest, eight hundred three forty fives. Do you remember how you found that? Um, not the twelve hundred and eighteen hundred, eight hundred. Sorry, not too bad. Um, because I've had like standing rest with those. Yeah, I'm, I'm finding that I recover pretty well with those. And um, we dropped the eight hundreds. That was, I think, the first week we'd sort of drop those back to about three forty five rather than three forties. Rather than three forties, exactly um, right. And that's just yeah, for the, just for the listeners. It's just simply because you're building that the 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 k's in the long run and you know if you're if you're doing a big long run on Sunday you are not one hundred percent recovered by Tuesday. No, so um, yeah, that one I found a, probably a bit easier than the week before. Um, yeah, just because we'd lowered that pace, but still had the standing rests and yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it felt pretty good. And then that uh, you had obviously the easy running that we've we've spoken about. You know your Wednesday Thursday run to work, run home from work, um, and you know that th- the Thursday. You know when we first started, it was thirty minutes run to run to work, thirty minutes run home for an hour total. But you know I've progressed that into that that Thursday's was forty five minutes run to work, thirty minutes home, so seventy five minutes total yeah. running for the day, which is really good. 
Um, and the endurance workout for that week was 16K straight of uh, 1K in 415, 1K 445. Yep. So, you know, that was definitely, I set that thinking it was going to be um, a pretty big challenge for you. Do you, do you uh, want to tell the listeners how you found that one? Um, yeah, that one was interesting. Um, so I made the call um, to change the route that I've been doing these workouts on. Uh, I decided to do it as a loop, which involves going over a hill. Um, and I think it was the second K rep I hit that hill. Yeah. And the hills, I think you climb about 60 metres over the K. So it's a like it's a it's not insignificant. No, that's quite um, considerable. Yeah, so um, I completely stuffed that rep. Um, <laughs> but then I just found – so I was really surprised by this one because I was pretty intimidated going into it. But once I sort of got over that hill and got through all that sort of garbage, I was able to settle really well. And I found in the second half I settled really, really well into it. Mm. Um, and sort of, yeah, especially in that last 10 Ks of that 16 K block, I'd settled really well and was hitting the, hitting the floats. Yeah, yeah, pretty. Spot were, were pre- every, everything was pretty much bang on, um, and I, yeah. that was a big surprise for me. That was a turning point, I would say, in your training because that would just have been impossible um, a couple of months ago. Just wouldn't you just wouldn't have been able to do it. Um, so I think, yeah, it was. I, I was really impressed by that. And then to back it up, you know, we had Saturday as a as a um, optional swim. I think you decided to have the the day off, um, and then Sunday, you know, yeah. you back backed it up with a two hours twenty long run. So. You know, to have to have again saying what I said before, when you have a big long run um, on a Sunday, you're not you're not 100 recovered by Tuesday's workout. In the same that you're doing that long run on a Sunday, you're not 100 recovered from that endurance workout on a Friday. So, no, and I really battled through that long run. Like that was a, that's probably the toughest long run I've done in the last month. Yeah, um, a, a little bit to do with the timing. Like I didn't. Because I had family stuff on that day, I didn't get to start that long run till seven thirty at night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so not ideal. Yeah, but um, that was tough. But it was good. Like um, I'm something that I've noticed. Like this year, I've put a lot of effort into my long runs and making sure I hit the long run and hit it with intent every week. Um, and what I'm noticing in the last month or two is just how easy the K's are coming and how. I get into like I'm 16 k's in. I'm like, oh, hang on, you know, I'm actually. I've just noticed that I've already I've done 16 k's, and it's quite a surprise. Like I'm covering the ground really well. Exactly right. Um, I think yeah. When 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 you say you're sort of you know hitting it with intent, I don't want the listeners to think that you're lining up with your your super shoes on and you're trying to smash smash marathon pace for a long run. He's still he's still running at an easy pace that's super comfortable. But it's that thing where you you you're preparing for it and you 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 know you're waking up and you go this is going to be like I'm going to be on my feet for a long time. You're mentally prepared for it and and you yeah as you said you treat it with intent and then as a result you sort of surprise yourself. Whereas if you if you if you slack about it or you think oh you know I've got this long run you don't really think about it. You go out the door you got no you know you under fueled and stuff. You get 10k in and you think oh no what's what what have I done? Yeah, and the the big difference I compare, like when I'm running to work, I just chuck the headphones in, switch off, and I get myself to work. And, you know, if I have a slow K or if I stand around and stop at a traffic light and wait for 
five minutes, like whatever. Yeah. Uh, whereas the long run, I've got it planned where I'm going to go so that there's minimal interruptions. I know I'm going to hit and be just switched on for every K and just ticking the legs over. Exactly. It's good. It's good. Um, so that takes us to last week. Um, you had you know, one of the brutal sessions I give you, not in total volume, um, but it's it can be quite hard. The the fartlek, uh, it's 20 minutes, one minute at 3.45s, one minute at 4.15s, and you smashed that. Yeah, so I went into this thinking, oh, yeah, it's only 20 minutes worth of work, one minute at 3.45s, <laughs> easy. Like, oh, I honestly, even when I was warming up, I'm like, oh, this is going to be easy. I, I'll, I'll smash this. Um, that's four, the you gotta remember to throw it up. Yeah, four fifteen. <laughs> your your rec- your recovery is your like ideal goal marathon pace, right? You know, I keep saying yeah, this four fifteen. Yeah, stupid me didn't factor that in. Yeah, it's you just sort of think about it, it's like, hang on, shit. <laughs> the the pace that you're scared to run on race day in Sydney is what you I'm telling you to recover at in this Tuesday session. <laughs> yeah yeah no didn't even did not even consider that i think i got to 16 k's and thought oh hang on a sort of 16 minutes and yeah. or hang on i might throw up here yeah um, it's, it's came, brutal came close <laughs> yeah it's and the, the, the reason i love that session is because you know it does really push you um and you know you're really working hard but your time on feet's not too bad you know it's not like yeah. I'm going. You're going doing the you know, eight kilometers of really hard work. It's just a real quick, quick twenty minutes. You're done. Twenty minute warm up. Twenty minute cool down. You're done in an hour. So, it's um, yeah, it is a, a great session. But I don't give my athletes that too often because obviously of just how difficult it is. Um, how are you finding? Because you did did that uh, five p.m. last Tuesday, but you run yeah. thirty minutes to work at say seven thirty in the morning. How do you find that? that split where you know because we spoke we were trying to navigate how how best to approach that um for for quite some time but i feel like we're really it's really working well now because that especially the fact that we have monday as a rest day and the morning run almost flushes out the long run yeah and that's that's what i'm finding i i feel better at the start of that workout so because yeah i've and that that I take really slowly, really easily. Um, if I'm a minute and a half under 30 minutes, I don't go searching for the extra 90 seconds or anything like that. I just, yeah, plot into work and um, feel pretty good at the end of it. Yeah. So then by the time the warm-up comes for the the second run, I'm, I'm good to go. It It is hard doing a 3K cool down after that workout. Because yeah. I know I've sort of I've hit that limit and my legs are pretty cooked. Like that's yeah. what I'm finding on Tuesdays. Once I get to the end of the workout, it's like, okay, my legs are really done. And I think my cool downs at the moment, I'm sometimes I'm hitting six minute pace. Yeah. Which is fine. Because I, that's yeah, I've that's all you need. Yeah. I've just got to tick those legs over and just try to make sure they're better. You're just trying to flush the next day. Exactly. Flush, flush out those toxins that you that you've built, you know, through yeah. Lactic acid and stuff like that. Um, so the last Friday you did the um seven by two K. So a few weeks earlier, I'd given you six by two K with 60 second rest between. And this time yep. we did seven by two K, but with 90 seconds slow jog recovery. Um, so I was yeah, yeah. sort of as uh, most athletes find it easier to just chill and um and and have like a minute a minute break they'd choose a minute break over 90 seconds jogging i know i i at least would but 
Yeah, you. I can just tell the tell the listeners. You know, we said four fifteen. You went four seventeen, four thirteen, four fifteen, four fifteen, four seventeen, four fifteen, four thirteen. Can't get much better than that. Yeah, look. Let's be honest. I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, so <laughs> I, I see a target, and I'm, I'm working towards it. Um, but no, that was the first time, and I think I said it to you in that one. Like we we sort of had comments on the workout, and then I, I shared it again in messages. Like I, that's the first time I felt the pace. Yeah, and m- most of those efforts they were bang on, but I was going by feel. I was barely even looking at my watch. Yeah, and that's a really um, good sign that. You know, I think it is around that pace is going to be achievable. You know, um, we might, you know, as we we mentioned last time we chatted, we might set your race day pace at four twenty. Um, we'll we'll see. You know, it, it depends. It depends how everything goes. There's there's this big marathon super session that we're going to be doing two weeks before, and that's going to give me a better idea of whether we just you know because we might just go you know stuff it, just hold on to the three hour pace group as long as you can. <laughs> And if you, I know it freaks you out for the, for the listeners. Andrew just closed his eyes then and rubbed his head. <laughs> yeah, no. I, every every time I do one of these workouts, it's like, okay, yeah, try and hit four fifteens, but know that you'll probably start the marathon at four twenties. Yeah, and then trying to work into it. Exactly. That's that's in my, my mind at the moment. And yeah, but again, if you tell me to go out of four fifteens, you can see from the workouts, I, I will go out at four fifteens. Yeah, we'll. We'll and have, hit 415s exactly. We'll have to, yeah, we'll we'll have to work it. Maybe I'll just set, maybe I'll set you to go out at at four tens, um, and then we could just have all the all the people watching watching you blow up, and then we'll just say, oh, it was just a joke for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so that brings us to the last long run you've done because uh, we're recording on a Saturday now, so you've got a, a bigger long run um, tomorrow. But yeah, last weekend. You ran yep. two hours twenty again. Um, yep. It was twenty-seven and a half k, and yeah. you went at five forty in the morning. So I think you found it a little bit easier. Yeah, so that was much better. Yeah, yeah. That's that's sort of my ideal routine. Um, is that I can get up because sort of that's getting up late for me, um, five o'clock. So I can get up. I can have something to eat and take my time getting out the door. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just it's also it's a lot cooler here at that time of day as well. So, um, yeah, you can you can get out and you can tick along at a fairly decent clip and yeah. still feel quite easy. Yeah, yeah, you were you were, you were running really well, and then you sent me a message after saying, "Is there because at the moment you have Monday and Saturday off?" And you said, "Hey, is there any chance we can add in an easy run on a Saturday?" Just you know, as in the same way that that Monday morning run flushes your legs out um, from the long run to the workout, a Saturday run will help flush your legs out from the endurance workout to the long run. Um, so that's what we've done this week. Uh, but we're recording yep. on a Saturday, so we don't know how you're going to feel in tomorrow's long run. But I, I imagine you're going to feel pretty good. Yeah, well, that's what um, we'll see how it goes tomorrow to see whether we keep it in, obviously. Um, but this morning, like I went out and just did a just a quick park race. Um, if I think like it was very, very slow. Yeah. But mind um, you, yeah, <laughs> park a park race, but it's 540. Yeah. I'm like, hey, why don't you do, do an endurance workout on Friday? You've got your big run on long run on Sunday. And yeah, go out and do a max effort park run on Saturday. That'd be good for you. 
<laughs> it's, it's tempting. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that yeah brings us to this week. You had yeah. on Tuesday you had four by twelve hundred at three fifty pace with ninety seconds rest, and then three by yep. seven hundred at three forty pace with sixty second rest. And I knew this was going to be brutal. Yeah, um, I I could see that going into it, and I knew it was going to be big. And then um, had a GPS issue in the first rep where it must have got sort of stuck because, like, we've had a lot of rain here, and when we get rain, you get a very heavy cloud um, around the mountains that we've got, so your GPS goes a little bit haywire. Um, and it must have got stuck at one point. So I was sort of running along thinking, this feels like 350 pace. This My legs feel pretty heavy. I don't feel like <laughs> I can go any faster. But my watch is telling me it's 410s. Yeah. Um, so you know, balancing that in that first rep. I, I reckon I went a little bit too hard in that first rep. Um, so that that cooked me a bit. Yeah, you did. Uh, but I, yeah, if, by the if end. If we look at the GPS now, is the first 1,200 was 342s. Yeah. Um, we've got to take that with a pinch of salt though because yeah. there's like, you look at the track map, there's a point where it crosses yeah. a creek and trust me, you don't go anywhere near that creek. Yeah. Um, so it's... Yeah, it, it was a hard workout. Like by the end of that, my legs were cooked. I was yeah. literally right at the max. And I think, yeah, you'll see in the cool down that there's some six-minute pace Ks there because I was barely, barely yeah. putting along in the cool down. And then so we're splitting Wednesday. You have 40-minute run to work in the morning, 30 home. And then the next day was on Thursdays, 45-minute to work in the morning, 30 home how are you feeling in those like being so cooked tuesday night is it like a wednesday you're cooked in both runs and then thursday morning you start to feel good or how's that sort of going for you um so i do it the other way um i do 30 minutes to work just because of tiny just oh yes like, you do too yeah yeah Sorry. Uh, um so the, the first run of the day is that 30 minutes easy gotcha. um so again it's the one that i don't care about I go as slow as I need to. Usually Wednesdays, I'm pretty, pretty slow, pretty feeling pretty average, um, and not trying to push anything at all. Yeah. Thursdays, usually I've come good by Thursday, um, especially the morning run on Thursdays, and then that 45 minute run at the back end of that, I'm like, okay, the legs are pretty done now. Yeah. That that last 15 minutes in that Thursday afternoon run. Yeah. That's. That's pretty hard. Yeah. But at the same time, it's it's not really that much effort. It's just the legs are tired. Yeah, it's just, it's just legs. Just, you're, deep, you're deep in a marathon block. You know, we're starting the taper in, what do we got? Yeah. One, two, three. You're starting the taper in three weeks. So um, we're right into the, right. Into the in, yeah, you'll be love, love to hear that. So this brings us to our absolute last and most recent session um, was a bit of a bit of a confusing one. Um I, yeah, I wrote this. I wrote this for a few of my few of my marathon people. Um, thought it was a, a sort of interesting one, but then as I wrote it, I went, "Geez, I, geez, it's going to be confusing for for people to remember yep. everything." <laughs> and I bet you it was. What's, so, what's so, wrong with eight by K man? Yeah, exactly. So, um, this endurance workout, you got three K warm up. Now, the you know we're just going to say marrow pace. It's four fifteens, right? And the float, 445s. So the differential there is 30 seconds a K. So you've got 1K at 415, 
one minute float at 4.45, 2K, 4.15, two minute float, 4.45, 3K, 4.15, two minute float, 4.45, 4K, 4.15, two minute float, 4.45, and then back down, 3K, 4.15, two minute float, 4.45, and then 2K, 4.15, two minute float. Um, so you don't have that. Pretty much what I wanted to do was was uh, a um, a pyramid of like 2K, 3K, 4K, 3K, 2K. But I wanted just a little bit of extra kilometers. So I added that 1K with one minute float at the beginning just to sort of prime your legs. That was that was it. It's almost just, you know, like 1K at marathon pace is just... And then having the minute float, it's almost to like get your body used to... It's like, okay, this is what we're going to do today. We're going to run at 4, 4.15 and then we're going to back off for a bit. So how did you find that? Um, first thing, the floats definitely made a difference because we've been doing this with these sort of workouts with either standing rest or, or jog. slow jog. Yeah. yeah. Uh, pushing it afloat definitely made a difference. So this is the first time in one of these workouts that I've actually felt it aerobically. Yeah. Like in every one of these endurance sessions that I've been doing aerobically, I felt fine at the end. Yeah. Um, it's only been later that day and the next day that I've actually felt anything like the soreness in the legs and you can feel the work in the legs later on. Um, whereas every one of these so far I felt like I could keep going for ages. Yeah. Um, that being said, again, I did the loop rather than an out and back, which involves some hills because I'm sort of, I'm starting to get a little bit in my head about just remembering that there are hills in there Sydney. There are hills in Sydney, yeah. Like, yeah, like here, um, I live in a place that's dead flat or mountains. Or mountains. That's so the, That's the hard thing. Yeah, we don't have any rolling hills. So the closest thing I've got is this hill that's sort of a 60, 70 meter, meters worth of elevation yeah. within a K. Like that's the closest I've got to a rolling hill that I can work over. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm happy for you to, I'm happy for you to do that because as we said, you know, it's, there's, I've, I haven't wanted you to go um, and do, you know, hill, hill training and hill reps and stuff. I find if we were doing a 10K road race, Okay, over a super hilly course, I would want us to focus on hills more than in a marathon because it's just like in the in the marathon, you know, we we can't be doing like marathon sessions over hilly, like over a real hilly um course. You know, it's just not it's it's just not yeah. going to work. Um, but being able to you know do some hills over like this this sort of you know slight incline that will you know build that strength that strength endurance over, over the hills. So I, I do think there's there's definitely a place for it. Um, but I tell you what, that, the, the way you ran that session with all with the fatigue you're talking about, like if you can, my, my whole philosophy, and I said this at the beginning, it's like we, we're trying to build like week after week after week of training. There is no chance on earth that you would be able to hold 415 pace for even 30K tomorrow, right? If I told you to go out and run 4.15 pace until you can't run anymore, you won't get, you, you probably won't even get um, to halfway in the marathon mm. because you're tired. You're really tired. You're not tapered. You're not fresh. So the fact that you can do these kind of workouts under this training fatigue, when you are, and we've still got another three weeks of good training, once that, um, once you're tapered and once you're fresh, I guarantee you 4.15, if we decide that's the pace, those first, you know, a few kilometers at 4.15 in Sydney, you'll be trying to hold yourself back. 
you'll be like, this feels like 4.30 pace. Yeah, and that that's what I'm noticing. The more and more we do these workouts, the easier that feels and just how sort of right that feels. Yeah. The, the biggest thing for me with these hills and adding them in is more the way I approach them. So like this one, I did it in the second 3K rep and you, like I was cooked at the end of that because I cooked myself going up the hill. Yeah. But there's it's it's a multi-part hill. So by the third part, I'd figured out how to actually get myself up the hill yeah. at marathon effort. Yes. So that's that to me, that's an important bit when we are running on flat, but we do have to be careful of hills exactly in the race. I've got to know how to attack them at that that's effort. Exactly right. Like you can't and this I say this to my athletes all the time. You know, I've I've got athletes racing um city to surf, city to surf coming up and the, you know yeah. they're asking me how to attack it and like what pace they should run. I'm like, you can't hold your goal race pace going up heartbreak hill. You know, it just doesn't work yeah. like that. You know, if you if you're you know up some of the big hills in Sydney, if you're looking at your watch, going, I have to hold four fifteen because that's my marathon pace, you blow up. Guaranteed, you'll blow up. You know, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um. But over the course of that, you know, if it, hopefully you know on the downhill, you can make up a little bit of ground, right? Stuff like that. So, but overall, um, we'll get more into the nitty gritty of the race pacing, um, as we get closer to the race. Um, one last question I had for you. So tomorrow's two hour 30 long run. Um, yep. and then, you know, you're going to build up probably to three hours, maybe I'll, I'll see how you're feeling, but three hours will probably be the, yep. the last long run. You do the big long run, um, before then the, the week following you blend the endurance marrow workout and the long run into one session. Yep. So you'll love that. You've yep. only got two things to worry about that week. Um, but how's the your nutrition going like in a long run? Like, what are you at the moment? What are you leaving your house with? Um, at the moment, so for the two and a half, I'll probably leave with three gels. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing two, I think I took three for the the second one, the last weeks. Yeah. Um, and just didn't take the third because it was overload. Yeah. Um, like I'm I'm trying to overload the number of gels that I take just to get yeah. myself used to it. Exactly. Because I know um and I'm doing something similar in the the endurance workouts. Yeah. Yeah. And we did speak um, about that when we you know first started this block, but I'm just not sure if we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. 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 So I'm just trying to take uh, as many gels as I can. Um so yeah, I'll try and get three in tomorrow over the course of that two and a half hours. Awesome. Awesome, Andrew. Sounds great. Um, any questions that you have for me? No, no. Just keep ticking the K's over. And, bank, yeah. bank in those weeks. Keep everything in the green, right? Green, green, keep green. Keep way through it. Yeah. One more, one more yellow and I'll just cancel this whole training the FTK segment. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> no, Andrew, thank you so much for your time. Um, and the listeners will, yeah, hear from you again in a couple of weeks. Awesome. Thanks very much. Awesome, Andrew. Cheers, mate. Jolly, thank you for joining me. How are you doing? How's the body feeling after City to Surf yesterday? Hey, Brett. Yeah, it's, it feels good. Pulled up okay despite the hills. I thought I'd be a little sore today, but not too bad. Yeah, I've, I've never done City to Surf, but I know it's very hilly and I think the roads are pretty hard. Like I think it's concrete a lot, kind of like through, I don't know, as you're coming down off the hills. So, I imagine you could yeah. be pretty sore, so it's good you, you didn't. 
Yeah, I didn't run fast enough to. Um, yeah, fast yeah. No, you, you ran fine. So yeah, take take us through a little bit about the race. I, I already have talked about on the episode, um, kind of like what you said to me in the message, and possibly a few lessons learned from from this race, which I think will be good. I'm glad this has happened now and not um, at Sydney Marathon. So, um, yeah, t- take us through, and we'll talk about it. Oh, good. I look forward to listening to the yeah. lessons I learned. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I don't know. I had a terrible night's sleep the night before just because I was super unprepared and yeah. I don't know, I, you know, in your head, it's like, oh, it's only 14K and it's fine, rah, rah. And then I, I don't know, I didn't sort of eat properly or sleep properly the week leading up. I had like a busy day, busy week at uni. Yeah. All of these are just excuses. Um, and then it was just really, really hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Just from the start, it was hard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I like, I am surprised the terrible sleep just, it just got me. But, um, I don't like, I don't know. It was really cool at the front because I was like, <laughs> I went there to warm up a little bit earlier. Yeah. And there's all the, like pros and elites. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. But I'm definitely not warming up near them. You run pretty fast. So you, you deserve to up there um warming up with them so <laughs> no you did good but um yeah so you kind of said you were hoping to run sub four minute k's yeah and you're four or twos so it's not like you didn't have a big blowout or something like that but um and have, have you done city surf before yeah so actually last year it was it was my first ever race that i've paid for okay they paid yeah. for is that other races oh, you've done you haven't paid for or no 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 like I've never actually I've never done a race before that last yep. year. Um so yeah, like last year was like my first one. Um and you know, it was so exciting because it was my first time and I was like stuck in like some crappy group at the back, you know. Um and just I fell in love with it. I was just like, oh man, if this is what racing is like. This yeah. is I'm gonna get into running, I've got to start running more. And yeah, last year you know, no coach, no practice, nothing. I did 58. Yeah. So then I was like, this year, surely I'll get under the four-minute pace if I've just done a half marathon underneath the four-minute pace. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So you end up running 56, um, which is still yeah. PB. Yeah. Yeah, 56.30. So it's it wasn't like you had a terrible race or something like that, but it was just – No, no, no. Yeah, no. but yeah, one thing you did kind of talk about was going up Heartbreak Hill, looking at your watch, getting a bit of negative feedback and starting to feel sorry for yourself and throwing tantrum yeah. a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Man, I had the biggest pity party. I was like, because I was, you know, doing the okay splits up until that point. And then it was, I don't know, almost like a five minute. I don't know. I can't remember actually what it was. But it was I was just like, well... There goes that fucking plan. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I fucked it. Like, what am I even going to do now? Um, yeah, and had a huge pretty party. And then I, because I can remember last year, because I'd started at the back, I was just taking over everyone up yeah. the hills. And I was like, these hills are not that bad, everyone. And this year, people were taking over me and I did not take it very well. <laughs> yeah. um, and so then in my head, I was like, oh, the Sydney Marathon that I'm doing in five weeks is a hilly course. And I was just like, I'm, I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm, I'm screwed. I'm gonna get like a four minute, four hour thirty no, yeah. marathon pace in me. Well, I yeah. think yeah, there's definitely a lot to be learned in that. That because 
you felt so for yourself and then you started to kind of bring it back a little bit and you actually finished off all right. Not yeah. terribly. Once it started coming downhill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, you definitely could have, like, okay, you ran a 340. Yeah, it's probably, de- and, okay, I'm looking. It's a flat K, that one. Um, a 358, and, and then, yeah. You, so you were doing fine. Um, <laughs> I think you just threw a tantrum and yeah. and lost it for a little bit. But no, nah, I, I think it's a good thing to learn because I'm, in the marathon, I promise you there's going to be some tough periods and sometimes we're going to look down at your watch, get some negative feedback, and you 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 just got to use this as a good ex, good uh, lesson learned to be like, all right, get through this period and then bring it back on track. So, because um, then let's talk about your training because you're nailing that. Yeah, it's gone good. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of. I'm really loving the training. <laughs> yeah. So last week you did 16k of k on k off, or this right the week before. How'd you find that? 16 of K on, K off. Oh, I think it was, yeah, I think so. Was it? That was like three weeks ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, that was really good. Um, me and a friend went out to, and we did like a North Wagga loop, and it's just this beautiful, like, loop. Yeah. Um, so it was really good. Um, yeah, but even the K off, we, I still had to do like 430s, right? Yeah, yeah. 4s and 430s. Yeah. So you're so, supposed to go like low fours and then about 4.30 to 4.40. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really fun. It made it – it's such a good way to learn the difference between like 4 and 4.30s. And, yeah. yeah, because, I mean, a year ago I wouldn't be able to tell the difference between like a 5 and a 5.30. Yeah. <laughs> or a 4 and a 5 even. But now, yeah, I didn't have to rely on my watch too much. Okay, um, that's really good. And you're obviously still recovering at that 4.30 pace because you're able to run, like even some of your Ks were under four on the fast one. So you definitely were doing it pretty well, I reckon. Yeah, that was good. That's yeah. Good and then the week after you did um, seven by 2K. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah, that was a bit tougher. <laughs> <laughs> that was tougher, yeah. But what, like, again your splits are pretty good. So like, what's this one? 804, 801, 803, 759, 801, 8 flat, 804. Yeah, it was good. Um, I had like a friend with me then um, and he, yeah, he's he's much better at pacing than what I am. So I just sort of, I sort of did it for the first three and then just sort of stuck with him and just followed. Yeah. 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 No, it's really it good, good because, like, th- that's that's under your goal marathon pace. Um, so definitely if you're getting through that pretty fine and running that evenly, like, you definitely are. You're going fine. On top of that, you're doing some of the biggest K weeks you've done. Like, you're hitting over 100K or around 100K each week, yeah. 30K long runs, yeah. plus you – you nail on three forty pace on a Tuesday. You broke yeah. that first. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy about that. <laughs> it, yeah. I, also, because now, like, I was away for a rotation, but now I'm back doing Tuesdays with my friends. Yeah. And that the first time I broke the three forty course, <laughs> I was doing the run by myself, like with friends, but they were like doing like 
slightly slower paces. Yeah. But I was just like, no, I can do this. It's just like a weird head thing. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and you did it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. loved it. That's good. <laughs> so how, how are you feeling for Sydney? Are you confident? Are you scared? Yeah, I am not confident. I am <laughs> horrified. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I feel like I have loosened my goal a lot more maybe than what you would support. Um, <laughs> if, if I, I I have rethought it and if I get under 315, that's still pretty amazing. I it is. Yeah. Yeah. Still pretty- yeah, um, I think it's good. Like, I know you can run fast, um, but I want you to enjoy the race as well. So I'm not going to say let's go after it. And because if you're run, if you're struggling that last 15 K and it's, it's not very fun, then that's, you're going to hate me. So, but if you're passing people, like we've learned that you like to do, you don't like to get past then, then that's definitely a good thing. So we'll, we'll talk about that in the next few weeks, but um, we'll see. We'll, we'll find a nice medium, I reckon. Yeah. But, great. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know, but don't you just look at your training and what you do at training and then take confidence from that? Like, you do good long runs every single weekend. Um, like, and then you're doing your Tuesday, sorry, your Thursday or Friday sessions. Um, you're hitting either between four minutes and four 20s for your reps. I think you can take some confidence that you're, you're doing pretty well and you work very hard. Thank you very much. We didn't know like outside of running, like with your job and stuff. So that's like another big load that you have to kind of take into account why some things might feel harder. Yeah. It's just that like the night before the the race, I already know that I'm going to be freaking out so bad. And because I'm even seated to surf, like I didn't even treat it as a a race or anything. I I just went out there and just wanted to do better sort of thing. Um. And I, I could not sleep. I was just laying in bed, just thinking about I don't even know what. And it was <laughs> terrible. And I was and then I think about you and like all of the I don't know, I was thinking about Ed. Like everyone was thinking that he was gonna win. And I was like, yeah. imagine the stress that would be on like your shoulders before the Olympics and then on his shoulders. <laughs> yeah, like, the, oh my God. I know, but it's a good thing too. Like it, it that just means that it means something to you. And yeah. and like you're doing something that you care about and like you want to try to get a result. So I think you can use that energy that it's something that's kind of special. Like, yeah, running a marathon's hard and it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Like it will get very hard at some point in that race, it's gonna get very hard. Um but like once you get to that finish line, it'll all be worth it and you'll be so proud of yourself. So I think you just have to remind yourself why you're doing it and and that it's supposed to be fun as well. So There'll be a lot of people out there. It's going to be over 15,000 people out there with you. So it's not, you're not doing it by yourself. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. so yeah. 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 I've got the, there's a little group of us. There's nine of us. I'm like running with yeah. port paces. So uh, I'm very thankful. Like after, straight after City to Earth, I was just like, oh my God, you're definitely still doing it. Aren't you guys? Like, <laughs> no, yeah, you, we're still doing it. It's all set. You'll be fine. But um, you were starting to freak out a little bit about, drinks and things um but you you have been practicing a little bit with drinks or like taking on gels sometimes yeah with the gels so particularly sort of at the goldie like i took on like like three i think yeah heaps for a half marathon yeah but it felt good and And so yeah yeah. and then every long run 
I usually just have one. Yeah. Most of too busy talking, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I said to you when we spoke about this last week, in the next few weeks, really try to up your gel intake just to kind of practice it. But like if you're taking on three at Goldie, like your stomach handles it, no worries. So, um, but I think it will be good practice. It also helps with recovery as well, just making sure you're not going too depleted. So, um, that's just another thing you're freaking out about that you don't have to. You, you're going to be fine with that too. <laughs> and so, yeah. yeah. And then you asked me, you said, Do I have to drink water? And I said, Oh, yeah, it's like water cups. And you're like, oh, I don't like the water cups. <laughs> like, why not? <laughs> Oh my god! I don't know. So I was like, "Oh, I bet you he's gonna ask me about this." During <laughs> so, to dessert, I was just like, "Man, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna like get a drink." But then you're like running along, and then everyone sort of slows down. I and know it is chaos. And there's like cups everywhere, and there's water everywhere. And then I was just like, freak out, and I'm like, "Oh, I'll get one at the next one. I'll get one at the next one." And then I just kept on saying that until the end. <laughs> you never got one. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. no it, it, the drinks. Stops are probably the most stressful stressful part of the race because um, it's just like, I don't know, people just like lose their mind once they get to it. like start stopping or got change and direction. Stop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, so, yeah, you do have to be careful about it, but I think you should be trying to take some water on during the marathon. <laughs> if, um, I don't know. Is, yeah, maybe you need to get a friend out on the course that can hold you a drink or something like that or – Maybe, but yeah. Yeah, I will. Yeah, that's what I should do. I think, yeah. I, yeah. I think you just have to remember why you're doing this. It's supposed to be fun. You wanted to do this. You signed up to do this. So yeah. <laughs> it's, no one forced you. So, yeah. um, so have fun with it and just don't let the, yeah, try not to stress too much about the outcome and just, and just kind of go through the process of doing it, I reckon. Yeah. But, yeah yeah so well, yeah, bit, yeah big week of training coming up another um you got a big long run this week so we're we've increasing it to 34 and then mm-hmm. from there we'll kind of pull it down a little bit um but yeah i think you're i'm confident you're not but i'm 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 more confident in you than i'm in myself so um so don't worry oh, oh no <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so I don't know. I think we'll leave it there. We're going to check in with you one more time before the race, um, see how those pre-race nerves are. But we've got it. a few more weeks and, and then we're nearly there. So, Yeah. Yeah, it's like everyone's like, oh, you'll get to the end and then you'll just sort of want it to be over. And I was just like, oh, actually, I'm just really enjoying the training part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? Do you reckon you're going to run the day after? Because I know you're doing your running every day thing. I don't know. I mean, I, like I won't if I'm if I'm hurting. I reckon yeah. um, it might be pretty hungover. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Is. That's what you should just be thinking about. You're just running 42k to have a few drinks and celebrate. Yeah. So you'll be fine. Yeah, the two drinks and then bed. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah all right thank you so much for chatting um we'll we'll speak to you again in a few weeks awesome thank you so much so yeah yeah so what's your favorite thing about jolly's interview (laughs) (laughs) you know we've done i reckon every time we have to put an interview in that we haven't done we make that same (laughs) it doesn't get that's actually one thing nick nick um nick said or dr nick in the uh in the q a session he said there's just something about you think that the brett and joel's jokes that you've heard 
week <laughs> after week after week, you would get sick of him. And he's like, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> However, we know some of you probably do. Yeah. Too bad. Yeah. They're still coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, things we have seen on Instagram this week that we aren't too sure about. Tim Vincent. Um, so I'll go first. Mine was... Um, you actually dobbed yourself in to me and Jack. <laughs> but uh, so I don't know what was going on, but on Izzy Bat Doyle's done a long run over and she's at the holding camp in France and um, for World Champs and you have commented on her <laughs> Strava just saying, uh-uh. <laughs> so I, as you know, people know, I don't use Strava. Really, I really don't. Um, I never go on Strava or anything, okay? I have... When we upload these videos into the drive, you have to have your phone unlocked. So you have to yeah. take the settings and your phone unlock and then make sure that the, the phone never locks and you plug it in so it doesn't lose battery, right? So it's staying like that. And then I forget to turn it off. So it would have been like two days later, my phone's still like, obviously I lock my phone, but sometimes I forget. My phone's in my pocket and it's rummaging around. It's happened to me before. I've like called people and like God knows what happens. But um, yeah, pull out my phone and Strava's open and it's on Izzy, <laughs> on Izzy's thing and I see it, it says Joel Tobin White. Uh-uh. Just <laughs> UH space <laughs> UH. And it sort of makes sense. Like I'm just going, uh-uh. And I was like, <laughs> Izzy's just thinking, uh-uh, what? Like, yeah. am I going too hard? Like, is it like- <laughs> and, I was th- and I looked at it and I honestly thought, have I left my Strava logged in on some like computer and stuff like, you know, on your computer and you've decided to make a funny joke. I'm like, that makes no sense. And then I opened my other apps and there was shit bloody everywhere. <laughs> and I thought, oh my God. So I screenshot it, deleted it. I sent Izzy a message. Oh, um, but so it, funny. It, it, it is fun. I'm glad I screenshot it because now we've got proof. Um, but yeah, Izzy, was, Izzy took, it, took it well. Um, yeah, mine is just an absolute shocker. Again, doesn't need much of an explanation. It's just the kind of stuff that FTK doesn't like. It doesn't yeah. sit well with us. No, like when you were showing it to me that this is what you were doing, I'm just like, had that little disgusted look Yeah, you look did. On my you had face, a disgusted like, look because you don't laugh. You're not nah. going, ha ha, it's a really good one. It's just going, oh. And it's yeah. again, it's it comes from our uh, dislike of that run fluencer type thing yeah. where it's just like there's no need for it. No. So it's very. I was going to say, so enjoy this one, but don't, don't. enjoy it. Yeah. And that brings us to the end of the episode, I believe. Yeah, it could be a very long episode. Yeah. But hopefully <laughs> do it over a few runs if you need. Yeah. Well, or uh, you'll be doing it over about 350 different runs that involve 100 reps. <laughs> yeah. <yes. laughs> You're not allowed to run. Every time you do 100, you have to stop the episode <laughs> and then start again. So it's like in three weeks time. No, that's actually not a funny joke. Because three weeks time, you're two weeks out from Sydney. You'll be running a lot. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully. You will be. I support you, brother. (laughs) All right. See you guys. Goodbye.